<laughs> this is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Ashley looks a little different today. I'm Ben and... I am Colton. Oh, we have yes. a special co-host, Colton Underwood. Colton, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. You are a guest on this typically, but today you're taking a new seat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you sort of guide me and help me out. You are co-hosting this episode. We're going to talk everything Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to pick on Colton a little bit. We're going to get the true scoop on exactly what happened in Paradise, where his head was at, where he went crazy. We're also going to talk about the men tell all. We're going to flash back a little bit because I had questions. The Colton I know and the Colton I love and the Colton I've hung out with was not the Colton there was, Mintel, was there at men tell all. And I want to ask why and figure out why. With that, we're going to have a couple special guests. He's going to bring on some friends. We're going to get the, the dirt. We're going to get the juice. But before we do that, Colton, how you holding up? I'm good, man. I'm good. You uh, Okay, before, we, we just got to get started. A couple of weeks ago, we watched Men Tell All. Colton, Jason was the co-host on that episode with us. And I said, man, Colton had something he came in angry about. Walk me through. so Because, uh, hey, this whole thing's crazy. It brings out the wildest sides in us. Walk me through Mentel All. Were you angry about Paradise at the time? Were you sensitive to the people around you? Was there somebody that kind of like really made you upset? Or was just this just the take that you needed to have when you sat down with all these guys to protect yourself? No, no. And just like you said in the intro, too, it's like, you know, everybody was just like, whoa, what side of Colton is this? And I think for me, you know, you get to see such a small portion of our personalities on The Bachelorette. And that's always been somebody I am. I'm, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I'm not afraid to stand up for who I am. Um, and, you know, during the season, I was talking about serious things going on, whether it was my virginity, whether it was Tia, um, whether it was, you know, bringing her home to my family. So nobody really got to see that edge. And that's something I, I like to, you know, I have an edge to me and I stand up for myself. Well, how does that edge usually come out? I mean, I think you said it once uh, during Paradise recently during, you know, your, your sports career where you're a professional athlete, you know, you kind of always had this edge, but you had to hold in a lot of your emotion. You couldn't see, you couldn't let anybody see you hurt or upset. Now in life, how do you typically let that edge out? I mean, just by being authentic and being genuine. I mean, I mean, the one thing that coming off of the bachelorette and bachelor in paradise is I'm so, I, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin now. And I think where I would have, you know, sort of bit my tongue in the past. Now I'm not afraid to, to sort of have loose lips and speak my mind. I mean, if, if it's something on my, on my, if there's something on my mind, I'm saying it. That's you bring up a, a great point there. Um, coming off the bachelorette and coming off bachelor in paradise, you're more confident in speaking your mind. What we've talked about it many times on the show, uh, Ashley and I do, and, and we bring it up that, you know, the show is in a sense therapy, uh, as the contestants kind of mold into their own, uh, maybe true identities, uh, while on the show, especially if they're there long enough. What do you think it is about this show that allows the contestants to truly be themselves? You know, for me, the bachelor, it was so opposite of being in the athletic community. I mean, for me, uh, talking about my feelings, talking about my emotions, letting people in, letting people see me was so, like you said, therapeutic, but it also helped me grow as a person. And I think that was the main thing that I took away from it is I liked what it did to me. Um, you know, I, I always hate when people say, oh, you changed because you went on a show. It's like, yeah, I changed. I mean, I'm changing for the better. I feel like we all need change in our lives and to continue to grow. And that's what The Bachelorette and The Bachelor in Paradise provided for me. 
That's a great. Um, uh, that's a great way to say it. You you liked what it did for you, and so this there's this crazy thing, you know, with the Bachelor and the Bachelorette especially, where it kind of sucks you in, right? I've talked to many contestants, and we bring in contestants on this podcast, and people say I've missed it. Like I, I went back on Paradise, or I went back on Winter Games, or I did one of these other shows because I've missed it. And it's not missing the fame because a lot of people don't really get fame from this show, right? No. I mean, they're, 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 they're not there long enough. People don't recognize them long enough. They have a glimpse of fame. They maybe do a couple interviews, but a lot of people don't get celebrity from the show. And so the question always then lies, why do you do it? And people tell us that they miss it. And what you're saying is, you you like what the show does for you, and so in a sense, you can see where people would miss being in those worlds. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. being being in that bubble is what sort of allows you to grow. I think we have so many distractions in our everyday lives that you don't have time to focus on yourself and to spend time, you know, working on self growth. And I think when you go into that, yes, you're working on a relationship, but you're also working through issues that you have with you know internal issues and working through your own feelings, working through. Um, how you're going to deal with certain situations as a person. Cool. Do you cook? Oh, I love cooking, dude. Really? Yeah. You're big into that? Yeah. Are you actually into cooking or do you say that on the podcast so that everybody out there listening goes, oh my gosh, he loves charity and he loves puppies and he cooks and he No, I love cooking. Really? Mainly because I I am a picky eater, like diet-wise. Yeah. So you you want to eat healthy? I always want to eat healthy. Do you know about Blue Apron? I've heard of it before, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you all about it. It's everything that you'd want. It, it helps you cook. It's healthy. Um, it's affordable, and it's easy. Blue Apron delivers farm-fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. Blue Apron's mission is to make an incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Blue Apron is quick and easy. Okay, quick and easy recipe options, perfectly portioned ingredients delivered right to your door. Blue Apron makes dinner quick, easy, and insanely tasty. Skip meal planning. Get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. Experience the joy of summer with our favorite grilling recipes. Seasonally inspired ingredients, mouth-watering grilling options for the summer, chicken with barbecue sauce, and juicy cheeseburgers and spicy slaw. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals at blueapron.com slash famous. That's blueapron.com slash almost famous to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron. Better way to cook. Colton, you came on a couple weeks ago uh, while we did our live episode in Tahoe. Uh, you were a guest, and, and we have had a huge season on the Almost Famous podcast. I mean, we have really uh, started to kind of roll into this identity of where we, we bring on these contestants. We let them speak their hearts. We get to know them a little better. Some contestants aren't received very well. Some are once they come on our show. With you, we had a, a crazy response of people going, I finally understand Colton. I finally get Colton. And, and the emails came in, the tweets came in. I could pull them up right now and read some of them. For you, do you feel like people have gotten to know you better through this process? Is there still more to learn? I mean, we're watching you on Paradise right now, and obviously you are the hot storyline. I mean, we're two weeks in, and and it seems like every scene is a Colton and Tia scene. Do you feel like you're coming into your own on Paradise, or or do you feel like people are getting to know you less? No, I I definitely think, like I said, I have a lot of layers to me. Um, there's a lot more to me than what people saw on The Bachelorette. Uh, I think 
I'm using, I'm trying to use social media to sort of show that too, whether it's my Twitter or my Instagram. Um, you know, that's, that's just who I am. I'm lighthearted. I'm fun. I'm a big goofy teddy bear, if you want to call it. Um, but everybody on the bachelorette got to see me in such a serious light. So now in paradise, you know, I am sort of letting more of my personality out and they are showing more of that, which obviously I like because then people have a better understanding of me. I think after, you know, talking with you and Ashley too, people hopefully got some answers that, you know, they needed. How are you feeling Uh, after all the tears last night? Yeah. I mean, even watching that back and, and you know, this Ben too, anytime watching yourself get emotional on, on screen sort of brings up those emotions again, whether you want, want to or not. Um, and, you know, for, for me, I just remember being in that situation thinking like, am I ready? You know, what, you know, what is going on right now? Why, why am I here? Um, and, you know, the bottom line is what I told myself when I was, you know, battling whether I needed to go to paradise or not is you have to get back on the horse. You have to put yourself out there. I came into the bachelorette looking for love. I'm going to do the same when I'm going to paradise. Yeah. I mean, this is Colton. Uh, you know, I know this, you are the co-host on this episode. Uh, and we will get to you co-hosting the episode, but I think the first segment here, I really want to take some time to kind of drill in, um, to who you are and where you're at right now, because you are a big storyline on paradise. Uh, if you don't mind me talking about it a little bit, um, we, you and I met up, uh, right before paradise and you asked me, Hey, what do you think? Should I go or should I not? And my advice to you was not to go, uh, at the time, but I, you know, I remember telling you if you feel like it's the right thing for you, if, it, if you feel like it's going to bring closure, or you feel like it's going to fix kind of anything that's kind of left out there um, right now unanswered, then go do it. And then, then I didn't really know what your decision was. And the next thing I knew, I'd, uh, I saw that you went on paradise. Are you happy with that decision? Yeah. And I, th- and I think one thing I took away from our conversation is, and, and you, know, you never said a definitive yes or no. You said, hey, here's a pros, yeah. here's a cons. And between you and I, you know, there was more, you, you had more cons for going on to paradise. But the pros that I saw lining up for Paradise was, you know, I admitted, you know, the one hurdle for T and I was not enough time. We weren't in the same location. So for me, I'm sitting here like, I'm going to be very true and honest to how I was feeling. You know, that was the one thing that concerned me in a relationship. And I know if you're going to be on a beach for a few weeks, like that's that's going to give me the opportunity to sort of figure that out and get the answers I needed from Tia. Yeah, so now we're, we're watching you on Paradise today, and as Amy just brought up, we've seen some emotion, we've seen some tears. What did you think about when the guys all ganged up on you? I mean, you, so you come to Paradise, you're excited to get to talk to Tia, you don't have a definitive answer if you're ready to date her or not, you don't know where you stand with her, you're just trying to figure out what the next best step is coming off of this relationship with Becca. So you show up to Paradise a little confused, you start talking to Tia, the guys just jump jump on you they gang up on you how do you feel about that to be honest with you it it threw me off I was not expecting that I wasn't um I wasn't understanding where they were coming from they wanted a definitive answer right now am I here for TR or not and it's not that simple I mean those same guys who are questioning me are the same guys who went home you know three four weeks in to Becca's season so they didn't get to to get to the level of a relationship mm. that I got to with Becca. So they couldn't understand where my head was at. And they were, they were just how they're hounding me for these answers. Yeah. And I, I couldn't give them any answers because I really didn't know. It was weird. I thought it was so weird. Yeah. Why didn't they just worry about their own stuff? Well, right. And that, and that's one thing I actually tweeted too. I said, you know, I hope everybody spends as much effort and focuses on their own relationship as everybody on that, you know, on that beach was towards T and I. I mean, everybody had an opinion. You you looked at you know Why you watched that episode. That? I think because just because 
it was talked about so much. I think everybody was talking about Tia Colton, Tia Colton. And it's like, man, why can't you focus on a relationship with someone else? I mean, why you got to be in ours? Amy, you've watched the show for years. Um, like, like I said last week, devoted fan, huge fan of the bachelor. Um, I have never remember in my days watching a contestant be so focused on one person, especially in paradise as Tia was to Colton. Have you, I mean, other than maybe my beautiful co-host Ashley Iconetti when it came to Jared. <laughs> yeah, but it was so prominent. I mean, I actually like want to say to Tia like, oh, bless her heart. Like it was so nuts for me, if I'm going to be honest and I like Tia. So this is just me watching the show. She was like obsessed with Colton. Then he's not there. Then she's going to go out with Chris. Then she's going to like Chris. Screw Colton. I'm this. I'm that. Like she was so all over the place. And then she was obsessed with Colton, obsessed with Colton. And then she's like, the poor guy just got there. He just broke up with Becca, which he's talking about. And then she's like, I need an answer. I need an answer right now, right now, right now. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then he like says, I can't give you an answer. And she's like, I am a woman and I am worth more and blah, blah, blah. And then now I'm going back to Chris. And it was so just like, oh. You know, but that was my first time seeing how much she brought me up prior. Because, I mean, obviously I wasn't on on the beach, so I didn't know I was talked about that much. And that's where I think, like, it probably drove the other cast nuts. It's like, hey, we're here to focus on our relationship. Why is everybody talking about T and Colton? Like, let's get Colton out of here. I think that's sort of where they're coming from. It's like, hey, I'm tired of talking about this. Let's just get Colton out of here. Well, and in real life, yeah. you would take like at least a, a week to decide if you are into somebody and if you want to be like, you know, committed to them. This is like one day. And she's like, you need to commit to me or I am out. I deserve better. And it was just like. It wasn't even one day. I mean, it was what? a few hours. I was going to say. It was hours. That was the craziest part is I'm watching this uh, this this week. And, I, and I'm saying, I'm looking at this, I'm going, I feel like I've ridden this emotional roller coaster with Colton and Tia, and I, she's still wearing the same bathing suit. Right, right. Like, right. it's one day. Like, nobody's changed yet. Right. And, and I already feel exhausted for him. No, and that was something that I, th- I think you guys, you guys see is, in that episode, is I was taking punch after punch after punch from all sides, and it finally just got to me, and I don't like to ever say someone's broken, but it just finally broke me. I mean, it, well, it just yeah. it just got to be so much that I didn't know how to handle the emotions that I was going through. Because you talk about emotions, I had every well, emotion going Chris through me. Chris is ready to punch you over a girl he's known for a day. I would like to also, see that happen. That would have been awesome. He's like literally <laughs> devoted himself to Tia and was like, I will be her for you. I will never hurt you. And it's like, you met her yesterday. He's he's a good, He's got some lines on that guy does. You know, hey, I never put myself above my partner. I'm listening on... <laughs> You could date me any day. Hey, uh, we got a lot coming up, obviously, as you can tell, listening so far. We're going to just continue to – I'm going to gang up on Colton. If everybody else is going to do it on the beach in paradise, I'm going to gang up on Colton all episode. And we're going to bring his friends in to help me do it. Uh, We're going to have a blast. We really are. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty. I want to learn here in a second from Colton why in the world did he just not text Tia. I also wanted to hear uh, from some of his friends that were on the beach, but before we do that, I got to tell you about Sleep Number. Uh, Colton, you you were on this podcast a couple weeks ago, as we talked about, um, but one of the best parts about the Almost Famous podcast is we get to promote some of the coolest and best brands out there. You're a big guy. You need a good night's sleep. You've got big muscles to support. Um, sleep Number is the best way to do it. Sleep Number is 
the best bed out there. Sleep is important. Your mattress makes a big difference. What are your sleep habits? What are your partner's sleeping habits? How does it affect your day? They all affect your day, right? I mean, anytime you get a good night's rest, your day is a little bit better. You have a little bit more energy. Your back might feel a lot better. I mean, as a former professional athlete, Colton, how important is your rest to you? Uh, my rest is very important. And you need a good bed so you can get good rest. Perfect. The sleep number, uh, the new sleep number 360 bed is designed to help you achieve a better quality sleep. This is not a bed. It's my super fuel for the day. The new sleep number 360 bed is designed to keep you effortlessly comfortable. It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you sleeping blissfully through the night. So many couples disagree on mattress firmness. Sleep number beds let you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it's just right for both of you. Colton, coming off of paradise, if we were to ask you today, do you have a partner that you need to consider her sleep number with? What would you answer? To be honest with you, you talking about the bed, I just wish I had that in paradise. <laughs> I oh, needed yeah. I needed one of those in paradise. Can I tell you how those beds um, look a little rough? Oh yeah, man. Terrible. What I would have yeah. done for what I would have done for that bed in paradise, man, let me tell you. I'm sure you would have loved it. At a sleep number store, you can see and feel how the bed contours to you and release pressure points and their individual fit technology. It's comfort you have to feel. You got to try them out. They're perfect for anybody of any shape, any size, any age. You'll only find sleep number at a sleep number store. Come in now and see the newest sleep number 360 beds now from $999. There are more than 550 stores nationwide. Just visit sleepnumber.com to find the store near you. I mean, I've slept on a, I've, I've talked about it every week, um, but I've slept on a sleep number for years now. I, I think it's great. Hey, um, Colton, coming off of, uh, I was laying in bed last night on my sleep number. I was getting a, a good night's rest uh, before my early flight today to Chicago. And I was thinking this whole Tia and Colton situation is on my mind. Right. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise has literally consumed my life. This seems so intense and so aggressive right now. My question to you and the question that I saw on Twitter last night and the reason I'm asking you this, why didn't you two just text each other? You have each other's numbers. Yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I knew that Tia came back um, when Becca broke up with me. She mentioned it and it just didn't make air. Um, I was confused and so much confused that I felt like I was not going to reach out to her. I didn't, I didn't owe a text to her. Um, and I was going to let her reach out to me first if it was going to happen and it never happened. So there was just all this tension built up and obviously you're seeing that play out. But for me, it's just like, I'm just getting out of a relationship, which I just introduced Becca to my family. I said, I love you. And what am I supposed to, as soon as I find out, break up and shoot Tia text being like, yo, you know, WTF or what, like how, if you, Ben, if you had to text Tia, what, I mean, what would you just have said? I would have probably been angry. Honestly, I think, I mean, so I'm playing this out cold and you help me uh, process through this with you. I'm a fan of the show right now. I'm watching the show and I see you tell the guys last night that you loved Becca, that you were in love with Becca, that you're still hurt over Becca. And so I'm thinking, okay, if I really felt this way about, this woman I was dating and this other woman came in to kind of step in between. Now, Becca is saying obviously that, you know, it wasn't Tia's words or her admittance to fall, still being in love with you or liking you or whatever right. she's claiming it is. 
that ended it. But I'm coming from your perspective. You're the, we can only ask you if I'm in love with Becca and now I'm on the beach with Tia, I would have been angry. I think like, I, I, maybe I'm wrong here. And I, I've, I've admitted my reactions to things typically aren't the best, but I think I would have been hurt by the way that, that my relationship with Becca ended based on this other person's feelings for me. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier on your podcast, I can't fault Tia for saying it because if that's how she felt, that's how she felt. But what I was is I was confused and I was trying to work through my emotions and I didn't want to just out of emotions shoot her a text and not have any mm -hmm. thought. And then in the back of my mind, you know, if I was considering to go to paradise, I, I knew Tia was going to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, and why not have the first conversation be in person and if we're being really honest, I mean, for the for everybody else that had to watch, you know, everything play out, that wouldn't have been fair to the fans as to, you know, for us to all of a sudden be on good terms coming onto the beach if we would have taken care of this uh, business off camera. I mean, do you do yeah. you agree with that as an entertain on an entertainment side of things for the fans? Wouldn't would that have been confusing? I, I mean, yeah, oh, hundred percent. I, I don't think as a friend I would have ever told you to go if you had like figured it out beforehand, right? Where where this was like. All right, step in and fill in the gaps from here on out. I, so I think, yes. And in terms of life and giving it time and and then having the opportunity to be in paradise, to not only figure out if you're into Tia, but maybe somebody else or just move on and move forward publicly. I think all of that, you know, made sense to me. The piece that doesn't make sense, and we'll close off your little grill sesh here um, and move into recapping episode two of Bachelor in Paradise. The part that doesn't make sense to me and the way I have to get defensive for you is saying, I don't understand, and I know Amy feels this way with me, I don't understand why you had to say and make a decision so quickly. This was brand new. You just got there. You had so much to figure out, and maybe it was that nobody nobody understood that you were having to process all of your emotions, all of your feelings, all of these questions within 24 hours, but I felt like you were expected to show up to the beach, confess your love for Tia or not confess your love to Tia and have it all figured out from the very beginning. And I don't think that was well, fair And we learned last night that you're just dealing with so much heartbreak still from Becca. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I mean, obviously Becca showing up threw me off my, you know, threw me off anything that I wanted to talk about, but you see the one, the one person who sort of understood where I was coming from was Eric. Right. And I, I actually talked in depth with Eric at Paradise about, you know, how he wasn't ready to go to Paradise after his season with Rachel because he was, you know, he was just coming off of the hometown and being in love. And he was the only one who could sort of sympathize with me at that point of being like, man, you guys just don't get it. The other guys that are like, hey, make a decision. It's like you guys don't get it because you weren't to that level in your relationship with Becca. You were you were just at friendship more, you know, they weren't there yet. And so they they are asking me a question that's not fair to ask me or they're asking for me to do something that's definitely not fair for me to do i i'm with you man i, I take your time paradise is a, paradise is a place of exploration and you were going to explore what could have been uh somebody else that went to paradise uh, first off colton uh thanks for answering those questions i know it's not fun i know you're gonna have to answer them a thousand times and, yeah. and respond to them a thousand times uh, but I hope that uh, just getting you uh, the platform to speak on it openly and honestly allows all of our listeners to get to know you a little better. It allows me to get to know you a little bit better. So thanks for doing that. But now let's transition to you being the co-host of the Almost Famous Podcast. Yes. We are going to bring on uh, somebody that came to paradise looking for love, hoping for love. Got a little upset with Colton at times. Um, and we're going to talk <laughs> to him about it. We have Nick 
from Bachelor in Paradise and also Becca's season of The Bachelorette right now. Nick, you out there? Yes, I am. How you doing today? Nick, Nick what's up, man? How are you? Doing well, doing well. Nick, where are you at right now? I am at work. He's a lawyer. Nick's a lawyer, which I found slightly shocking. Why do you find it shocking, Amy? Because he was a little bit of shirt off Nick last night. Oh, uh, yeah. The be- he's like he's like the ripped lawyer. But see, hey, everybody has layers, so you can't portray Nick as just a lawyer. He's got layers, just like I I do on the yeah, back. There's more. To I, you hey, I'm keeping it fair with you, Nick. You know, everybody has different sides of their personality. You only get to see a small portion of us on screen. That's correct. That's definitely correct. We're gonna jump in right here. What? in the world like why were you going to bachelor in paradise so we just talked to colton a little bit he explained why he was going to paradise where he saw the pros being for him what were the pros for you um i think uh i think for me um it was it was just more of a natural environment um for me bachelor bachelorette i really really enjoyed my time on it um but you know it was it was more of a a formal setting um and i i didn't think um, I was able to show like, you know, who I was. Um, I didn't, you know, it was, it was difficult for me to really like open up cause it was more of a formal setting. Um, and for me, uh, I watched a few, a few episodes of bachelor in paradise and, and it kind of seemed more, uh, like more of my speed for, for, for dating. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just seemed more casual, more relaxed, more fun. Um, whereas bachelorette was, fun but it was it was nerve-wracking you know um it's one one woman and 28 guys or whatever um where this is a good mix and and a more casual environment i mean i could i could speak to that too nick because i went through the season with you i definitely agree i think the environment in paradise fits nikki slicks more than the bachelorette suit and tie does i mean that so that was nick's nick's nickname uh nicky slicks because he was just you could tell nick and you know this too on the season there was times where you know, you were just uncomfortable with, you know, the setting. And I think, yeah, you're right. Paradise was more Nikki Slick's thing. We didn't really get to know you with Becca. We got to know you a little bit more this week. But what went wrong with Chelsea? That seemed a little dicey. Well, I think I think uh, that there's, I think that, you know, Chelsea and I spoke a lot during Paradise. We had a lot of conversation. Um, I think that that particular night, um, I know for a fact she wasn't feeling well. Um, I think she had to get an IV or something as well and threw up that night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> it there was a lot of conversation that Chelsea and I had. And, and you know, we really did have a have a good connection. Um, but in terms of what went, went wrong, um, I don't know if I can really speak to that. But I think that, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea and I are – we're we're good friends, so uh, yeah. I mean, I mean so was, what, whatever they put in Chelsea's IV led to her decision, then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it must have. Who did she give her rose to? I can't remember. Um, David. Oh, the chicken. Mm. We're gonna talk mm-hmm. to the chicken later. Yeah, we're gonna talk to chicken. But hey, Nick, uh, on a scale of one to ten, um, how was how do you feel like your your game was during? bachelor in paradise um i thought (laughs) i thought that uh the game that was showed 
was uh, was poor, um, but I think that overall, um, you know, I was I was I was myself, and uh, you know, I it, for me it was fun, um, and I think I think my game I think I think it was more about showing who you are rather than rather than some type of game or or rather than showing something something else. Um, but you know, am I am I disappointed? Of course, no one wants no one wants to go home. But uh, but you know, it was a great experience, and and um, I met phenomenal phenomenal people that I otherwise wouldn't have met, and uh, some some phenomenal lifelong friends. So. I was hoping you're going to come on this podcast and just be angry. Like I met the worst type of people. Colton, you're a terrible person. Well, you would have thought that after last night's episode, right? You would have thought I was I was the worst the way that the way that Nikki had to sit down and go after me. Yeah, why? What in the world? I yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I think watching it back and watching our season back, Nick, you you could obviously see like the the different levels, and I think that that would have changed the dialogue of that conversation had you known. The depth with Becca and I. That's correct. That's correct. And and you know to clear the air on that, I, I was I was personally getting a side of I got one side of the story, and I had not seen the rest of Bachelorette prior to filming. Um, but as I've said, you know, you know, I have all the love and respect for Colton um, as much as um, all the other guys. But for me, my my whole thing was. Okay, you know, Colton had known Tia for six, seven months at this point. Like, let's either like give her a fair shot. Like, I just, I, and you know what? I had no, had I seen all of The Bachelorette prior, definitely would have changed my opinion. Um, but I was just hearing, you know, what I heard was what I heard, and and. I, I just wanted I want I expected Bachelor in Paradise to be a clean slate. Like everyone goes in there, everyone you know. It's paradise, baby. There's no be. such thing as a clean slate in paradise. Hey, well, you know I'm new to this whole thing, and <laughs> uh, as you can see, I didn't I didn't uh, make it very far on Bachelorette, but um, no, you know, for me it was just like my my perception of it at that time filming Paradise was okay. You know, you've known Tia six seven months, like. Of, of of which three of those months were spent with Becca. Okay. Yeah. But the whole point is, is like, you know, you, you, are you going to give it a shot or you're not going to give it a shot? Like, let's break this off or like, like, cause it, cause you have to understand, like I was looking at it as like, she, I didn't even know, like I looked at it as like, she was hung up on you and that there was something super serious that happened before and, and blah, blah, blah. So so when you come in, I'm just like, all right, like he's, they're going to give it a shot. Oh, nope. Not going to give it a shot. All right. Well then I guess like, let's then break it off and allow, you know, goose to get his shot. And, and that was my whole take on it. But besides that, I mean, to be honest with you, like that, like, that's it. Like it, it had nothing to do with like you or your character or anything or anyone else's character. It was just like, like, let's make this, like, let's try to make this like a, like a fair shot for everyone, whatever that may be. The, the, the thing here, Nick, that you're bringing up that I think makes sense uh, from a viewer's perspective is it does feel like watching the show, there's a sense of there's more to this Tia Colton story than what we're understanding, right? Like it just felt like there had been this dramatic thing that have happened that connected you two, 
and that, you, you know, there were so many unanswered questions. And what Colton's saying is there really wasn't. You guys hung out for a weekend. It wasn't that serious. You decided to go on the show. You met Becca. You fell in love with Becca. Tia comes back into the picture. Now you don't know if you want to pursue it or not. Nick, you're watching all of this from the beach going, there's got to be more here. Like, this feels like a love story that has, like, been dr- dramatically broken up. And really it wasn't. And so now watching it back, the picture makes more sense. That's right. Okay. I, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And as I've told, you know, as I've, I, I think the reason that I wasn't shown much on Bachelorette was because I, I didn't get into drama I, and I typically don't get into drama. And I, like and even throughout, even through the conversation with, with, with Colton, um, I, I don't really have much to say because again, like, I'm I'm focused on my thing. I had no interest in Tia. I was simply all I was simply doing was trying to be like, all right, you know, uh, Goose has feelings for whatever, you know, like let's either. You're Nikki like, Slick, man. You're Nikki Slick. You do you focus on Nikki Slick and Nikki Slick alone, and the rest of the people <laughs> can date who they want to date. And why do you guys call that guy the Goose? That's that's not my my nickname. For him, I, that's just what everyone calls him. Because sure I think it's because he had a bad haircut and he has like little baby hairs, so they called him Goose. <laughs> really? Oh, is that why? I, I <laughs> think I think so. I don't. Nobody ever knew. That's I just knew he was terrible. Goose, so he went by Goose for the whole season. Oh, there's nothing yeah, less attractive for a nickname than Goose. <laughs> and he refers to himself as Goose, as which goose. Oh, yeah. weirds the, me hey, out but more. But Nick, but Nick, you're part of Goose Gang. Can we talk? Can we talk about you're part of the Goose Gang? But to be honest with you, I didn't know that I was ever part of a gang until <laughs> last night, but um, apparently apparently so. Apparently I got initiated while I was sleeping or something, but that's fine. Yeah. Hey, Nikki Slick, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for answering those questions. Um, of best of luck with everything now, post-Bachelor in Paradise and post-Bachelorette. We'll, we'll possibly see you again, and if not, um, man, enjoy this wild ride. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate Have it. Have a great day, Nick. Go kick some ass in the courtroom. You oh, too, Colin. All right, see you guys. can't believe that guy's a lawyer. <laughs> hey, so during hey. during the season, we actually had mock trials, and I got to see him, like, go to work. It was really cool. He, this, man, he the things you do when you get bored. Let me tell you um, All right. <laughs> Episode two of Bachelor in Paradise aired this week. It's juicy. It's hot. It's full of a lot of Colton and Tia, but we've talked Colton and Tia um, to length already in this podcast. We still might bring it up. I mean, why not? We've got Colton here. But before we do that, we've got to talk about Annalise and Jordan. It, one of the most surprising relationships on the beach. Colton, you had a front row seat at this. Did you see it come in? Does it make sense? Um, what's this all about? Yeah, you know, I didn't know much about Annalise other than I remember watching Ari's season and knowing that she had like a lot of fears. <laughs> And she had, a, she she led with her emotions, which makes sense. Um, and then obviously the one thing I do know about Jordan was, you know, he's Jordan. Uh, so for me, I, and let me just clear this up with with Jordan too. Is like I'm okay with Jordan as long as I'm not dating the same girl. So I had no interest in Annalise. So I was actually pro Jordan and Annalise on the beach. I mean, why not? Jordan's come off the show. I mean, so far, Bachelor in Paradise has been a redemption story for him of sorts, right? I mean, we've watched him. We, we, he's still Jordan. He still makes the weird comments. He's still a character. Um, but we, we start to see more and more of him in Paradise. And we also, I mean, I honestly watched this week's episode and saw Jordan sitting there with Annalise. 
and and what I thought in my head was I'm seeing this guy actually be a real person for the first, for the first time. time. Yes. Ever. Like he's he still had his like moments where you're like, stop being such a just weirdo. <laughs> but but he was actually a real person that that I liked that and, I enjoyed watching. And that's something that, you know, surprised me too is, you know, he Jordan slowly slowly started growing on me. Mm-hmm. Um just because I got to see like I said, everybody has layers. I got to see another layer, another side of Jordan and it was one that I actually liked because it was real. Yeah. It was genuine, it was authentic. It was it was what, you know, what I was expecting him to bring to Bachelorette that he didn't. The the only thing I've known of Jordan so far to this point is that he is a model and he loves fashion. And for anybody out there listening, if you love fashion as well, maybe you aren't as obsessed with it as Jordan is. And right now, Colton's wearing a purple jacket. And and like I said, you come off the show and you just have a level of confidence that's un <laughs> that's never been seen. You can wear a purple jacket and actually look good doing it. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, if you love fashion, if you love looking good, if you want to look good, uh, anytime for. Uh, I mean, really, for an affordable cost, I have to tell you about ThreadUp. You have probably heard me talk about the obsession with ThreadUp by now. Ashley and I love it. Ashley uses it all the time. And if you haven't checked them out yet, what are you waiting for? ThreadUp is the world's largest consignment and thrift store with up to 90% off estimated retail price. 90% off. I mean, Colton, when you take four months off of work to do this show, 90% off of anything sounds pretty attractive, doesn't it? Oh, you need that. Yeah, I need a bet. Hey, they have a huge selection from over 35,000 brands like Madewell, Banana Republic, BCBG, Steve Madden, Kate Spade, Lululemon, Coach, and more. Plus, if you go to threadup.com slash almostfamous today, you'll get an extra 30% off your first order. ThreadUp is the perfect place when you're looking to update your wardrobe on a budget. There are so many cute items for sale. You can find an anthropology skirt for $10. Colton. How big a deal? Did you hear me what I said? You can find an anthropology skirt for $10, a gap dress for only $8, Steve Madden booties for $16, and a free people top. Give me all the booties. It's actually give me, give me, give me. It's amazing. That's amazing. And it is like new. I bought from ThreadUp and it's totally like new. Yeah, and you always look good, Amy. Every item is in excellent condition, and some even have the tags still on. And it's so easy to shop. Amy, tell them how we do it. Go to the website. You can search by your size. So so search by your size, and you'll have all the choices that fit you like right there. Or you can search by brand, or you can search by, I'm looking for a dress, or I'm looking for booties, I'm looking for a sweater. Uh, it's so easy. Click, click, sold on its way to me for so much less than you would pay retail prices. It's it's super easy. Uh, everybody I talk to loves it. Anyways, um, if, if you want to use ThreadUp, which you should, if you love to shop um, like so many people do, uh, you need to check out these deals on ThreadUp. If you sign up now, you'll get an extra 30% off your first order at threadup.com slash almostfamous. ThreadUp, it's T-H-R-E-D-U-P dot com slash almostfamous. That's threadup.com slash almostfamous for an extra 30% off today. It's worth it. Do it. All right, moving on. So we have the Annalise and Jordan relationship. Uh, we also see something uh, blossoming between Kevin and Astrid. This one looks like it's going to work. It's quiet. Astrid's beautiful. I know Kevin from Winter Games. Colton, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, I think you know Kevin better than I do at this point. Um 
and I really had no clue who Astrid was. But you're right. It, they, yeah, they were quiet. She's, she, she's a good-looking woman. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, obviously, I saw last night Astrid in, in her interviews, at least, you know, had a lot to say. But, you know, being on the beach and being there, she didn't really get into much drama. So they kept her themselves, and I think that's that's a key in paradise. Keeping to yourself and working on your relationship, that's the way that it's going to work. And this whole relationship blossomed from what we saw last night was Crystal and Kevin kind of had this thing. Yeah. Kevin was a hot commodity. Crystal was a hot commodity. Kenny comes in, steals Crystal off her feet. They go on this wrestling date that was so weird. I mean, <laughs> Kenny being a wrestler is great, but like, I mean. It's not the most romantic setting. No, he gets, he gets in the ring and starts tossing chairs over somebody. It was absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, it worked, right? You saw these relationships up close and personal. And I think for yeah. me, this is the one that's like, okay, it makes sense. We didn't get to see a lot of depth because of the like the wrestling date. Does Crystal and Kenny, uh, like, th- is there a connection there that you were seeing on the beach? Um, I mean, for me, you're, you're right, though, Ben, with the, with the wrestling. Like, I don't, I don't know if seeing somebody toss chairs and other people over their shoulders is the most romantic thing and, like, being like, oh, yeah, that did it for me. Um, but also, Crystal isn't your your typical, you know, woman that you go after. She's got, you know, she's got her edge to her, and she's a little she's a little out there and a little she's different. She's got her layers, as you say, <laughs> she, the nice way of saying. She's a little, she's got yeah, layers. Yeah, Crystal's got a lot of layers in which I'm still trying to figure out. But, you know, strangely enough, the weirdest things can work out in paradise. I, I think that's what makes Paradise awesome. I and mean, we've seen it, right? And, and this is what the show really celebrates, the Carleen Evans of Bachelor Nation, where it, it's so, like, the, the people coming into this uh, show, we don't really know them because they are probably either gone early on in the Bachelor or Bachelorette seasons or they're quieter or whatever, and they fall in love in Paradise, and these real relationships blossom. So people go on to these, you know, kind of, uh, you know, spinoff shows, thinking it's going to be fun. Like Nick said, it's going to be different. It's going to be a new environment. And I think before people know it, and I've never been there. So Colton, I'm kind of asking you to fill the gaps here. They find themselves like falling harder and quicker than they could have ever imagined. Yeah. And I think one thing that you guys have to realize in paradise is, you know, sort of what Nick was bringing up. It's like, well, you need to make a decision. Everybody's like, you need to figure out what you're doing. I understand it's an accelerated process, but what you realize when you're there is, there's other couples forming and there's other relationships developing right in front of your eyes. So naturally, as a human, you're benchmarking yourself and your relationship with another person against them. And it creates this sort of competitive environment to really, you know, d- like dig deep. It really it really motivates you to like, hey, I'm going to give this relationship my all because I want to, you know, I want to be the best, strongest couple here. Do you think digging deep and giving your all is why Chris was so mean to you during these interviews that we watched last night? I mean, we've talked about you and oh. Tia. You know, we we saw Tia give this emotional speech at the rose ceremony where she's saying that she wants somebody to put her first and that she's not going to be second. And she goes right to Chris and all of this stuff happens. It just kind of makes me feel awkward. And at the same time, sorry, but I, I love watching it because it's just great TV. <laughs> um, but Chris is being so mean to you in these interviews. Why is it? Yeah. And Do you like him? Are you guys friends? Like, what, what's going on? No, you know, and that's, this is the first time that I'm seeing this. I mean, the thing about Chris is he never said this to my face, other than the one time they confronted me. So, for me, watching this back, it's like, wow, you had a lot of strong opinions and said some things that honestly were a little uncalled for. Um, 
for what? I mean, I'm trying to figure it out too. It's like you're saying you're falling in love with Tia already after one date. I mean, I guess, I guess Tia did that one with me. Day. But I yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't. I'm just trying to grasp it. Like that's just not where my mindset's at. So I can't even relate to what Chris and is he's saying. Getting the girl. So it's like take the high road, bro. Chill. Right. I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I honestly, I can't relate to what Chris is saying. I can't understand where he's coming from. And uh, like I said, I mean, during the mental all too, it's, it's one thing if you say it to my face because I could be there to defend it. But if you say in an interview and I don't get to see it till it's on TV, it's like, well, well and we know he gets in his head and as hard as he works to not be in his head. Oh, Chris is in his head. He's in his head. Whether he wants to say he's not. I think especially in paradise, a lot of people are in their head. Yeah, we we could see it. All right, to close out this episode, it was a good one. It kind of, I feel like a filler episode. This connect the dots um, to some of the relationships. I'm excited for the rest of the episodes coming up, um, especially this week. Um, but to close out this episode, Angela gave her rose to John. Then out of nowhere, Bibiana lets Colton around for another week. Colton, congratulations. She gives Colton her rose. Tia is so mad. Oh, this is her beach. This is her island. And Colton, you are not invited into it. Bye-bye, Nick and Wills. And let's move on to the next episode of Bachelor in Paradise. Hey, we have special guests. We're going to pull back like we do every year during Bachelor in Paradise, the Who the Heck Are You segment. But before we do that, I want to tell everybody out there about Third Love. All right, everybody's talking about it. Everybody loves it. Ashley loves it. She talks about it. Amy's talking about it all the time. I don't understand it. Colton, you don't understand it either. I mean, Amy, help us out. So what's your shoe size? I mean, my shoe size is a 12 and a half. Okay, that seems like a lie, but pretend you always just had to wear a 13 because there was no half. It wouldn't fit you right. Your shoe wouldn't fit right, and that's what I, they— I can't find halves, I, but it's a, my, my shoe size is a perfect 12 and a half, but I can't find half sizes. Well, similar to most people shopping for bras, so that's the same situation. So third love— they just added 24 new sizes, making them the industry leader with 70 bra sizes. It is a quality bra. It is super convenient. You don't have to go bra shopping at a store. You get to shop online, get it sent to your own home where you can make sure it fits perfectly. They have cup sizes from A through H. Yeah, guys, cup sizes. I know you want to I know you want to know. <laughs> and each size is designed What's for What's a cup a size? Honestly, I have no clue what a cup the size cup is. The cup size is like the size of the boob. Like, I'm like a C, but half of women fall between cup sizes. So that's why Third Love is amazing. And you get the perfect fit, comfortable, great quality, no itching because there's no tags. So sometimes like the label can cause you kind of itch. The straps won't yeah. flip, ultra smooth fabrics, lightweight. They're awesome. Okay. Here's my question. This is going to be a lot. Um, Amy for you, but I, I like to take this podcast sometimes and ask super weird questions because sure. I just, I need to educate myself and just from the show and what Colton's admitted, I think he needs to educate himself a little bit too. Um, are bras breathable? I just have a feeling some, yeah, but they seem so thick. And so like, I feel like after a big day outside, mine are you, not, it would just be no, not necessarily. It just depends. I mean, also if you're working out, you maybe would wear a separate bra than you would if you're going out. Like also what's yeah. kind of cool now is I think in the olden times, the bra needed to be hidden, but like I show mine every day. So I get really cute, stylish bras from third love. And I'm trying to figure out I Ben said, Ben, Ben, educate me then, man. You I, want, let's talk bras. I mean, cause I, I could talk bras. 
Do you guys like when you can see the bra? Like if a girl, yes. like, like see how this is? Yeah. You know what I like? I like a girl who feels comfortable enough just to wear a sports bra in public and like just out to lunch. Like that, that does it for me. With no shirt over. Yeah. No shirt. Yeah. Oh, I mean, crop tops bra? are back, so you can totally do what you want now. But yes, especially in Los Angeles, the bra is meant to show. Show it off. Okay. It's like really? a fashion huh. accessory. Oh, yeah. You should see yeah. some of the bras I have in my uh, special drawer. Um, what's it? What, Amy? Amy, what's I'm, a special okay. drawer? A special drawer is where many right, girls Colt, we, keep, no, no, Colt, don't get, no, they no, keep Colt, the special the, lingerie Amy. that's for special occasions. Ooh, I need to get a special drawer. Yeah. Go to thirdlove.com slash famous to find your perfect fitting bra, Ben. 15% off your first purchase. Thirdlove.com slash famous. 15% off. Add something to your special drawer. <laughs> yeah, your special drawer. Yes. Doing these feels so weird without Ashley <laughs> to talk to Amy about her bra sizes. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to bring back our uh, one of our most popular, uh, most beloved segments, Who the Heck Are You? And this week, we have a special Who the Heck Are You? with Brady Toops. Brady Toops. <laughs> Who Brady? the heck are you? Who is Brady? Uh, well... I, I, I'm just a guy living in Nashville. Hey, guys. What's up, Ben? Colton, good to be with you guys. What's up, man? Brady, I'm looking at a picture of you right now. You have phenomenal hair. <laughs> I like you already. You, you have very you have very good hair, and you have a good smile. So. Well, I appreciate that. Brady, a lot. Colton really has no clue who you are. We're, we're friends. We've done a couple things together here recently that we'll talk about. But to fill our listeners in, how would our listeners know you? Where are you from? Have you been on this franchise before for how many days? And what did it end <laughs> up doing for you? Yeah, my story's a little bit different. Obviously, I was on the season with you, and then Caitlin and Britt were the two bachelorettes. Uh, I live in Nashville. That's where I'm from, from, so I flew out there. And we kind of were part of that crazy season where on the first night, we all voted on who to keep, and I remember I was lobbying for Britt the whole night, and then at the end of the night, Britt got voted off. And so I decided in the middle of first night's rose ceremony to peace out and see what Britt was up to and see if uh, she would be open to some ice cream. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of my uh, three seconds of fame. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't end it there. Did you get ice cream? <laughs> we did get ice cream, actually. We did it for a few months, and it was really exciting the the Bachelorette franchise followed our story throughout the season. We were sort of the last few minutes clip update and probably one of the craziest, most transformative experiences of my whole life. You know, that's what I actually was just talking to Ben about too. I mean, I, f- I feel like you go in there, you go in there expecting to, you know, only dive deep into a relationship, but it's so self-discovering too. It is. And I, I, I talked to them, they said, well, how was it for you? And I say, you know, it was probably the most exciting and the most painful. And both of it led to me, led me to understand, you know, I don't know myself hardly at all. And when you watch yourself on national television and the way you talk and the way you interact with people and then have to deal with sort of the pushback of either being loved or hated or a little bit of both, I think it forces somebody to find a bit deeper of a center, at least to know why they do, why they, what they do. And then hopefully in that, in that process grow and evolve and, yep. and, uh, and, you know, become a better person, a better human. I agree. Dude, yeah. So Brady, just to be clear, you made, you, you were one of the most, 
I guess, well-known characters from Caitlin's season of The Bachelorette because of your pursuit of Brit. You left that room. You knew it was her, the one that you wanted to pursue. You left the room. I still remember that rose ceremony where you just walked out, chased after (laughs) her. You guys dated for a little bit. Um, And and like Mm -hmm. you said, they would show highlights back and forth. But yeah, even though you're only there, I mean, literally six hours, this show still transformed your life in a lot of ways. It really did. You know, even though it was after six hours on two nights in a row, because the thing that they didn't show was that it took two nights of filming for the one night of edited uh, first, you know, first night. But yeah, I think I was fortunate in the sense that I didn't have to experience all the craziness that you guys did in the house and the staying up late and the getting up early and having to do really uncomfortable group dates and lots of interviews. I feel like I got to do the show and got the the best parts of the show and to date one-on-one with some person while while also not having to experience all the craziness. So I I, I feel I feel like I feel like I was the lucky one in the midst of the whole process. Yeah, I mean you got How to experience How long did you guys date? So we dated for I think about two and a half months. I don't remember the exact time, but I do remember when we started dating, it was like we would hang out 16 hours a day. I was in LA, you know, you have to clear out your schedule for a couple months. So I had cleared it out. I'm a musician. That's what I've done the last 10 years. And so I didn't have any concerts or anything. And we would just hang out the whole time. And then I think we actually ended up breaking up around the airing of night one. I think maybe just after that first Monday night of the of the show of our season going live, which actually was a massively traumatic thing that people probably didn't realize because I actually got my heart broken. I was really into Brit and um, she's the one officially that kind of broke it off. And then I had to watch the whole season and try to keep it hush and couldn't really say anything. And so basically what I did for the next two, two and a half months while the season was airing is I grabbed my guitar and I wrote the saddest song she's ever heard. <laughs> oh, try to process rough. my pain, you know? <laughs> hey, uh, Brady, what are you doing now? We, we just did a podcast together. Um, that I enjoyed. You're coming kind of with this. I, I guess uh, the best way to be to do this is the podcast you're working on now is a little different than anything anybody's really done from the franchise before. I just did the mm-hmm. podcast with you and I enjoyed it a lot. So tell our listeners yeah. um, how they can find you, what your podcast is about, and why they'd want to listen to you. Yeah, I mean, well, I remember our conversation. We basically talked for three hours. I edited it down. But I think it started to get good when when you were on your third bourbon and I was switching from wine to bourbon and we really got into it. So I was inspired recently by a quote. Yeah, I was inspired by a quote from a Jewish philosopher in the 20th century named Martin, Martin Buber, who said that when two people authentically and humanly relate, God is the electricity that surges between them. And I've always been fascinated by that electricity. I think you experience it in certain conversations. You experience it in certain different romantic love relationships. Well, my favorite thing to do is to sit down with people and ask them all the big, deep questions about life. Questions like, what is God? What is the meaning of life? What happens after you die? If you could ask God one question, what would it be? And then see what they say. So really, my podcast is a podcast that explores spirituality from people with people that are at all different sort of stories and backgrounds. And I think I just love to hear people's stories and why they believe what they believe and, 
and why they practice what they practice. And, you know, we, we had a beautiful conversation that's up in the podcast. The podcast is called The Unravel with Brady Soup. It's probably the best way to find it. Just go to my Instagram at Brady Soup and, and, and look at the link in the bio. It's theunravelpodcast.com. But I had you on it, and I've had a number of other artists, um, creative people, TV stars. I just had Wells Adams on the podcast where I asked him the same questions at the, uh, at the end of the, in our podcast. And basically, I think I just stole a bunch of questions from Oprah and a few other people and put it together. And, and I love to just see what people say. It's, it's, a, it's a, a really fun time, and I love doing it. I, I, you know what, Brady, I think it's awesome, man. As you know, uh, I enjoy, uh, you know, talking and processing the depths of life with somebody that likes to talk about it also. So Brady, thank you for doing it. Thank you for the project. Also, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's great to get yeah. the update from somebody like you that I know our listeners love. Um, and they probably haven't heard from in a while. So if you want to check out Brady Mixer, you ch- te- so if you want to check out Brady, make sure you look up his, his newest project. Brady, we'll have you on the podcast again soon. I love it. Hey, nice man, getting to know man. you, Brady. Colton, Colton, I was rooting for you all season. Hey, I, I appreciate it. As well. <laughs> now I know who and you, you got are. The football thing, man. You got the football thing going on. And Thank I, you, Brady. Uh, I was a professional baseball player, so I, I, I get that background. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah, if you're hey, not guys, an athlete, high school hard. football. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, right? Oh, I, shoot. I appreciate you guys. Hey, good luck, Brady. Thanks, Brady. Thank you. We're moving in now to one of my one of my favorite segments that somehow just continues to pop up on this podcast. Amy, I don't know how this always happens, but the David, the, the former chicken, has became one of our favorite guests on the podcast because I just think he adds a a level of of sincerity and um, brilliance and humor to life that we need on the Almost Famous podcast. So we're having David the former chicken in his weekly segment back on the podcast. <laughs> How's it going, Ben? What's up, Ashley? Uh, hey, uh, my name's Colton, not Ashley. <laughs> nice try, chicken. Oh, Colton. What is up, man? Nothing. I'm just hanging with Ben today. You guys having some fun there? Oh, yeah. But David, it's always more fun when you come on the podcast. Um, you, you like I was just saying. I mean, you're become a regular. I remember the first time you stopped in. You were a little nervous. You're blushing. You're red. Now you just answer the phone confidently. Uh, there's not a crackle in your voice. You're ready to take on these <laughs> questions. I'm ready for it, Ben. I'm ready for it. Mm. All right, David. The very first thing we got to step into is what was your opinion of the Colton and Tia relationship in Paradise? And 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 David, I'm gonna before you start, I'm gonna warn you. I can't have you dancing around this question, okay? Oh, I'm so just answer it warning. as direct as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, we all knew that Tia was there from day one, and we knew Colton was going to be there. So when Tia got the day card initially, um, you know, we were all like, well, if Colton's not here. What's she going to do with it? And then when you when Colton shows up day two, it was all like, all right, you know, deep breath. Colton's here, Tia's here, they can figure their stuff out, and, um, you know, I think we'll have to watch the rest of the season to see how that uh, plays out, but looks like it was off to a pretty good start. What do you think, Colton? You thought that was off to a pretty good start? <laughs> Would you not agree? Um, I I think, yeah, I think the, the start of it was getting answers to, you know, questions that I had. 
I don't know if I'd call it a good start. I mean, I think it, I think it was. <laughs> it was a start. It was a, it was a restart. Right. Maybe maybe the chicken suit. Uh, David, let's just call you David. I, you know what? I feel like the chicken suit is demeaning. At this point, you're regular on the podcast. You deserve better. David, I, appreciate I it. feel like you're analyzing this Colton Tia situation a little differently than the rest of America. And that's okay. Um, the, the thing that came up last night, and I expected better from you, because I thought we had talked about it, was you brought up Jordan again. When did I bring up Jordan? <laughs> you, when have you not? <laughs> You went right up to Annalise. You went right up to Annalise. She was sitting there. I remember this moment. And you said, I just want you to know what you're getting into and that I think you deserve better. Uh, oh, do you remember that now? Um, I guess, yeah. No, I guess that did happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, honestly, I don't really No, not really. Um, clue me in a little bit. Uh. <laughs> I think David or I think Jordan was sitting on the daybed with Annalise and as you walked down. Oh, oh, when I walked yep. downstairs. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, I mean I was just going to shake Jordan's hand, say what's up. Hmm. And you know, just trying to make my rounds in paradise, coming down the stairs, saying hello to everyone. No, no, no. And this no no. We're we're off track here. No, there's track. a separate conversation that you brought up Jordan again. You warned somebody that Jordan was pursuing about him and 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 this is but again this is before you were on the podcast the first time so th- what happens is you you didn't even get to see your episode that you were released from the bachelorette until after you got back from paradise right or was that right before no I, we saw the first episode and then we um then we went to film paradise so so to your benefit you actually weren't able to like learn from your mistakes by watching The Bachelorette first. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't watched anything back, and I hadn't talked to you yet. So before, you know, before I was able to get some yeah, fatherly advice from you, I mean, I, had, I, was, <laughs> I didn't know anything. <laughs> oh, David. You, you really are. <laughs> Colton, I don't know how well you got to know David uh, during these seasons that you've now participated with him, but he, he is a gem. I mean, this guy is one of a kind. He's genuine. He's authentic. He cares. He listens very, very well to to critical feedback. Um, if I had a whole season to spend with David on the beach, I don't think I could contain myself from laughing. He, the guy just makes me giggle. No, and you know he's so optimistic about everything but Jordan. Like even like my relationship, he's like, your relationship with Tia was so great, Colton. And then he'd be like, you know, on the opposite hand, you have just Jordan. He's pro everybody but Jordan. And hey, by the way, David, I appreciate you coming up and talking to me. I know, obviously, I was emotional. It was a different side that you got to see, but in that episode, you came up, and I, you know, obviously, I had, yeah, some, I had was, somebody um, to talk to. I appreciate yeah, that. No, that, that was a good moment. I mean, obviously, it was you know tough for you. You were going through a lot, and I felt like you needed someone there. And um, you know, I think that we get to see you know a couple, few people kind of attacking you in the right reasons, police. But you know, I felt like you needed someone in your corner, and mm. I'll do that, dude, for you. Yep. Hey, David, how? Okay, uh, we've talked to a few people. We talked to Nikki Slick. Um, we've talked to Colton now. Uh, for you, going into Paradise, what was your hope? And and it's going to come off a little bit contrived and manipulated here. But what was your strategy going into Paradise? Was it to find love? 
how are you planning on doing that? Were you planning on opening up to everybody? Do you have your eye on somebody's particular? Um, but, but mostly what was your mindset going in to the beach? Yeah. So, I mean, I knew I was going to have a good time regardless, you know, regardless of finding love, finding someone, you know, I was going to have a good time. And, um, you know, I didn't go into it expecting to see just one person expecting to see, you know, a single person. I just wanted to meet a bunch of different people. Now with that said, um, I'm not, I, I didn't play the game. Um, and you know, I think we'll have to see how the season unfolds. Um, so, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to open up to too many people. If I like someone, I'll certainly open up to them. Um, but you know, that's definitely tough for me. And that was a tough situation, tough scenario. And I think we'll get to see how that kind of plays out over the season. David, you're a stud. We like you, man. <laughs> This is a safe place for you. I can't wait to continue to bring you on. Keep saying weird stuff, please. It just gives me a reason to laugh every episode and then have you on here and just be like, David, you did it again, man. You you just, (laughs) you did it again. Oh, man. Yeah. It's uh, being in front of the cameras, being in that environment, a little difficult, but I like to be able to sit back, chat with you, Ben, chat with you, Colton, and you guys are good people. (laughs) David, I love you, man. Yeah, you're the well, best. Yeah. David, the former chicken, the current stud, and the man on a mission in paradise. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. See you, David. Bye. Bye. This has been an incredible podcast. Colton, you've lived up to the hype. You continue to be a man on a mission and a man that comes on this podcast, adds clarity, adds vision, adds heart to everything that the listeners already love about you. Um before we go, I have one one question. Uh, as I said, I was laying in bed last night thinking about you. And, and I also started thinking about the last season of The Bachelorette. I was thinking about Garrett and the fact that we don't know how to say Becca's last name. And then I thought about Garrett. And I have no clue how to even spell, say, or even hardly look at it. His like, name's hard to look at because I can't process it. How do you say Garrett's last name? Garrett, you're growing. And is, is she going to become Becca, you growing? I think they're going to hyphenate. You're growing. They're, they're, I mean, they're, that's the hardest last. Please don't. It's either going to hyphenate. I think personally, personally, I think Garrett should just go by Garrett Kufrin. That'd be way easier. It it really would be. But can you imagine their children in school? You're, you're growing. I mean, you're, you can't even say it. Live, <laughs> they're literally going to live their whole life being that that their kids will live their whole life being that person that never gets their name said correctly. No, that's, and they're they're not going to spell it right until they're like ten or eleven either. That's so sad. That's so sad. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, hey, we're going to keep pumping along on the Almost Famous podcast. We've got huge, huge weeks in front of us. Uh, we're lucky enough to have some of the biggest names from Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, on this podcast every week. Not only co-hosting, but just stopping in and visiting. We're going to continue to bring in Colton, David, the chicken suit, and all the rest of these wonderful people who have an up-close and personal look at the love stories being created on the beach in Mexico. Colton, I'm sorry to do this to you, but next week or not Colton, I'm sorry to do this to you, but the next episode looks brutal for you, buddy. We ended this episode with you bawling on a beach and Becca, you growing Kiffin coming up to you. And then the episode stops. Colton, yeah. can you give us a sneak preview of what happens next? I think you may know. Yeah. I, have to have a conversation with her and it's something that allows me to have closure and something that is pivotal for me to um, decide if I want to stay in paradise or not. 
Is it worth watching? <laughs> you should absolutely watch it. Really? Yes. I'm in. Hey, we're going to watch. The listeners are going to watch. Everybody out there listening, thank you. We appreciate you. Email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Let us know what you think of Colton. Did he do all right? Do you want him back? Um, also, who should the next Bachelor be? That seems to be a big question that we didn't talk about with Colton today. Colton, who's your vote for? Mm. Are you on the table? Colton, everybody's on the table <laughs> at this point. You know what? I, I honestly, I really like Jason. Obviously, he's my boy. Um, but you know, they've got a tough choice. There's six or seven strong candidates this year. Yeah, right now, I think our candidates are Colton, Jason, Peter, Blake. Ben? Maybe me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an outsider looking in. I'm having a good time with this podcast. I don't know good. if I'm going to leave yet. Yeah. Hey. Everybody out there listening, thanks. Send us your thoughts. Send us your emails. Ashley will be back next episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We want to give a thank you to Sleep Number. Visit sleepnumber.com to find the store near you. Threadup. Threadup.com slash almost famous for an extra 30% off today. You're going to look great doing it. Third love. Thirdlove.com backslash famous. Now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. It's worth it. Be comfortable. Be stylish. Be sexy. Blue Apron. BlueApron.com slash almost famous to get your first three meals for free. That's a full day. Or, or if you're Colton, that's, you know, the first two hours it's of your noon. day. That's till noon. Meals for free. Colton, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you. With that, I've been Ben. And I've been Colton. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.